Radio 1000, FM 97.7. Stay connected, stay informed. Good afternoon. It's 102. I'm Taylor Van Sice. Now our top stories from our 24-7 News Center. The president of Finland is touring the United States, and today made a stop in Olympia. More from Northwest News Radio's Jeff Pojala. President Sarlin Anista addressed a joint session of the legislature highlighting trade and defense partnerships with the United States. But the focus was Finland's efforts to join NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Russia's attempt to limit our freedom of decision and finally its attack on another sovereign neighbor. Made our decision clear. Throughout the Cold War, Finland and Sweden largely remained neutral, but in light of the invasion of Ukraine, both countries have applied for NATO membership. Jeff Pogel in Northwest News Radio. Seattle's experiment in traffic-free, healthy streets is continuing into the post-pandemic era. Northwest News Radio's Corwin Hake explains. The Seattle Transportation Department launched its Healthy Streets program in 2020 to help housebound kids and adults get outside. Portions of 21 neighborhood streets citywide were closed to through traffic. Outdoor play was encouraged. Making it so much fun for the kids that they don't want to go home. Angie Mosley found her healthy street in South Seattle's Othello neighborhood had benefits beyond a little fresh air. We are out here doing it for our mind, body, and soul to keep our youth engaged in fun activities, keep them off of social media and the cell phones and all that. Estrat last summer began collecting data on which streets might remain permanently healthy. It just announced one in Ballard, 17th Avenue Northwest from Northwest 90th Street to Northwest 58th Street will stay a healthy street until further notice. Big planters with street clothes signs indicate traffic is limited to local access only and all traffic must yield to people. Corwin Hake, Northwest News Radio. Northwest News Time 104. We check your traffic every 10 minutes on the fours. Kimmy Klein is on top of that in the High Performance Homes Traffic Center. In Mill Creek, we have a head-on collision. Medic response is partially blocking State Route 96 at Seattle Hill Road. It's the two westbound right lanes that are blocked, but traffic is getting through in both directions. We still have a bit of congestion around Bothell along eastbound State Route 522 approaching 180. But 405 is doing a lot better once again, all between Linwood and Tuckwilla. Maybe some slight crowding southbound around the Kennedale Hill. There's also uh, just some minimal traffic in Seattle. South and I-5 are on Mercer Street approaching the convention center. Otherwise, you're good to go all the way through Tacoma and Olympia. We're looking good right now on I-5 around Mount Lake Terrace, Linwood, and even Everett and Marysville. This report is sponsored by Astound Broadband. The West Coast is a new fiber internet fave. Astound. Say bye-bye to buffering with award-winning speeds up to 1.2 gigs. Visit astound.com for can't-miss savings. Your next Northwest traffic at 114. Our forecast, sponsored by Northwest Crawl Space Services. Here's Como 4 meteorologist Kristen Clark. We are two weeks away from the spring equinox, but temperatures will continue to trend slightly below the seasonal norm. High temps today hold in the upper 40s, really hard to surpass that 50-degree mark. And as we go throughout the next few days, we'll track passing showers. Not a complete washout, but any shower that does develop that could be heavy is able to maybe produce a little bit of wet snow, especially during the overnight hours as we do see temperatures uh, dip into the 30s and Awfully close to freezing, making for a few icy spots on the area roads for each morning commute going forward this week. In the Como 4 Weather Center, meteorologist Kristen Clark. Partly cloudy right now in downtown Seattle, 49 degrees at 105.
The entrance to a Seattle icon could look very different at some point this week. Como 4's Lee Stoll reports the time is running out to save several cherry trees. While downtown change is constant, the cherry trees leading up to the entrance of Pike Place Market have been a constant themselves for at least 40 years. The trees bloom every year, just like those on the UW campus. Now, the city plans to remove them as part of the massive, multi-year, $756 million waterfront project. That includes work along the Pike Pine Corridor for bike and streetscape improvements. That phase of the project is already underway and is slated to be finished in 2025. The city opened a 14-day public comment period about the trees, but that ends this week, meaning the trees could be gone just as quickly. Comafor's Lee Stoll. A man shot this morning in Belltown has died. Gunfire rang out near 3rd and Bell around 4.20 this morning. He was hit multiple times. Police at this point not releasing any suspect information. And police are looking for a suspect after a deadly shooting Saturday morning near the 4200 block of Othello. Police say a woman died at the scene. A major crash shut down I-5 South and Federal Way during the morning commute today. The crash happened south of 272nd Street around 525, according to State Trooper Rick Johnson. It's two vehicles and then one uh, semi without a trailer, so a bobtail uh, semi-cab. The driver of one of the cars was in critical condition. The cause of the wreck is still under investigation. A local law enforcement officer was wounded Sunday morning in a shootout with a suspect in Shoreline. This happened near 145th Street and 15th Avenue. Coma 4's Jackie Kent reports. An independent investigative team spent hours Sunday scouring the scene of a shooting involving a King County deputy. Just after 2 o'clock, a King County Sheriff's deputy was investigating a suspicious vehicle. Uh, upon contact, there was some sort of altercation and gunshots were exchanged. Jackie Kent, come on news. Both the deputy and the suspect are expected to survive. A Kirkland woman who was raped in her own home last October is now talking about that attack, and she spoke with Como Force Karina Vargas. There were two men wearing ski masks with guns in their ha- hands, and they looked at me, and they rushed over to me, and one pressed his gun against my chest. She alleges both men pointed a gun at her. Police and prosecutors identified the suspects as 23-year-old Bubakar Ture and 19-year-old Mohamed Sise. Ture is charged with rape in the first degree and robbery in the first degree and is being held in jail while he awaits trial. But Jennifer learned CSA wants out of jail on electronic home monitoring while he awaits trial. Como Four's Karina Vargas. A Kirkland woman, uh, excuse me, just had that one. Coming up after we check sports. A Washington couple fills the tank, grabs a snack and says, I do. I'm Brian Calvert with their unique pick for a wedding venue. First, we need to check in on sports from the Beacon Plumbing Sports Desk. The Kraken take down the defending champs to end an awesome road trip. A playoff-type atmosphere in Denver between the mighty Avalanche and red-hot Kraken. Seattle trailed twice, got even late in the third period, then won in overtime on Yanni Gord's long-range goal. I didn't see much of the net, honestly. He's a great goalie. He challenged the shot a lot. I uh, didn't see much. I just uh, felt like uh, uh, shooting a low blocker was my best option. The Kraken had a 4-0 road trip, return home Tuesday to take on the Anaheim Ducks. Right-hander Luis Castillo makes another spring training start this afternoon. 
afternoon for the Mariners against the Chicago Cubs. Charlize Ledger-Walker scored 23, leading the Washington State Cougar women to a 65-61 victory over UCLA, capturing the Pac-12 Women's Basketball Tournament. Coach Cammie Etheridge Cougs go to their third straight NCAA Big Dance. They've just they've grown into this community, and uh, again, I'm just blessed and, and really fortunate to be able to coach this group. And and uh, heck, we're we're just getting started today in Las Vegas. Gonzaga's women play BYU in a WCC tournament semifinal. The Zags men are against San Francisco tonight. Twelves everywhere. More in the passing of legendary Seahawks superfan Mama Blue. Patty Hammond of Shoreline died this weekend at age 92. Sports with Swartz at 10 and 40 after the hour. Northwest News Radio. On four legs, or well, a dozen or more legs, the Iditarod, the world's most famous dog sled race, began in Alaska yesterday. It has the smallest field in history with just 33 mushers. Julie Walker reports. The grueling 10-day race covers nearly a thousand miles over two mountain ranges and across the treacherous Bering Sea ice. Defending champion Brett Sass says he and his dogs are ready. I got 11 of the 14 that I had last year in the race are back, and I think the replacements that ones different are our stronger dogs so i'm really excited also excited fan gordon barkhart who came from indiana you know you hear about you see occasionally on tv and all of a sudden we had the opportunity this year to, to come and decided to do it the iditarod takes about 10 days organizers point to retirement and inflation for low turnout as well as sponsors being down amid pressure from PETA. i'm julie walker When their favorite restaurant was not available, a Washington couple had to get creative when it came to a wedding venue. Northwest News Radio's Brian Calvert takes us to the spot where this pair tied the knot. Lindsay McDermott remembers her shopping list for her first date, some flowers and a bottle of wine, and she bought them both at a small convenience store in Spokane. That looks good. good. That first date was with Tim, whom she still shops with today at the same mini-marts. So when the two decided to get married and other favorite places weren't available, Rocket Market appeared to be a no-brainer. We walked in and we said this is exactly the the space that we need and this is um, kind of a special place to us. We frequent Rocket Market after running errands and stopping grabbing a bottle of wine. Just off to the side of the market's main shopping floor, a small eating area. Where we got married right there. It was truly their big day at the mini mart. This is where we sat here waiting for the music to start and then... um, I, I choreographed everyone's walk-in. Oh, it really did happen. Welcome, family and friends. We are gathered here at this very special gas station. <laughs> Tim tells KREM-TV it couldn't have been more perfect. The dress, the clutch... Uh, was beautiful. Market owner Shanda Shepard's reaction when the couple asked if they could say I do in a space between the tomatoes and potatoes. Oh, you're doing the wedding here. Yeah, I was like, awesome, let's do it. Shanda provided flowers and decorations all from the store. She even catered the event. The wedding for 25 guests cost about a 1000 bucks and featured the convenience of filling your tank before driving home, not to mention all the goodies one might find at the corner gas station mini-mart. Most of our guests, while everyone was chatting and eating and having their wine, they'd step out and do a little shopping, and then they'd come back and like, look what I found. And to make the mini-mart matrimony official, the McDermott's are headed to the courthouse. Hopefully making it official, official. So we're going to do the name change today. Before going home, they plan to stop once again at Rocket Market, probably for some wine, maybe a Slim Jim, and definitely to relive the day they said I do in an unconventional but perfectly 24-hour way. Brian Calvert, Northwest News Radio. 
Thousands of automated Twitter accounts are praising Donald Trump and attacking his critics and his political rivals. Jennifer King has more. It's an online manipulation campaign reminiscent of those pioneered by the Kremlin, according to analysts at Cybra, an Israeli tech firm. Over the past 11 months, someone, likely within the United States, has created three sprawling bot networks, thousands and possibly hundreds of thousands of fake automated Twitter accounts with fake names and profile photos, offer a stream of praise for former President Donald Trump, ridiculed Trump critics from both parties, and attack Republican rival Nikki Haley. Cyber engineer Jules Gross tells the AP, these voices are not people. For the sake of democracy, I want people to know this is happening. The accounts will often reply to or repost from real accounts with messages like McConnell, traitor, or Biden is trying to take our guns, Trump was the best. The accounts exploit Twitter algorithms to maximize their reach and are putting a thumb on the scale when it comes to conversations about other candidates. As far as Ron DeSantis, the bots are aggressively suggesting the Florida governor can't beat Trump, but would be a great running mate. Jennifer King, Washington. Northwest News Time, 114. We check your traffic every 10 minutes on the fours. From the High Performance Homes Traffic Center, here's Kimmy. Crews in Mill Creek are working to clear this head-on collision from the westbound lanes of State Route 96 or 132nd, right at Seattle Hill Road. So you could still see those two westbound right lanes blocked, but they are making progress on there. The rest of the freeways are actually moving pretty well this hour. We're doing a whole lot better on, on I-405 between Linwood and Sequilla uh, after having a couple minor issues last hour. Although northbound 405 is a little heavy right at that 167 merge, very briefly. The rest of 167 looks great out of Renton and Puyallup. I-5 in really good shape around Federal Way, Tacoma, wide open around JBLM and through Olympia. This support is sponsored by Beacon Plumbing. Call Beacon today and save $50 on all electrical work. Just call 1-800-FREAKIN. Call Beacon Plumbing. Your next Northwest traffic at 124. And the forecast sponsored by Northwest Crawl Space Services. Sunshine at times today and tomorrow. It's going to be a very similar feel all week long, but we're just going to get a big variety of different sorts of weather. Overnight, we're going to see some isolated snow or rain-snow mix, kind of like some areas saw this morning. I know my windshield had a little slush that I had to scrape off this morning. Uh, but overall, it's not a, a very drastic week of weather ahead of us. High temps today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, all around 50 degrees. We'll get there eventually, but so far in Seattle, it is 49. News Radio 1000, FM 97.7, your information station. Sponsored by Muckleshoot Casino. Bill O'Neill at the editor's desk. I'm Taylor Van Sice. Now our headlines are following from our 24-7 News Center. Southern California residents are waiting to be rescued after two strong snowstorms trapped them in their homes for several days. Mountain residents in San Bernardino County remain cut off. Now officials warn another storm could hit the area as some residents face dwindling supplies and several dozen inches of snow. A passenger who died from severe turbulence on a private jet is being identified. The jet had five people on board and was headed from New Hampshire to Virginia when it was diverted to Connecticut. This happened Friday. The NTSB confirming that Dana Hyde of Maryland is the one who died at a hospital after that severe turbulence. From Alaska down to Mexico, throughout the Puget Sound too, starfish along the Pacific coast are essentially melting away. They've been turning into goo, and it's been happening for about a decade. More than a dozen species have been decimated by a mysterious illness dubbed sea star wasting syndrome. Dino Grandoni is covering it for the Washington Post and spoke with Northwest News Radio's Tom Hutler. You say this is a mysterious situation. Does anybody know what's causing these starfish to melt away? Yeah, that's a good question. Scientists have been researching this issue for about a decade now, ever since they first spotted um, the melting sea stars off the coast of Washington. 
And really, we don't have a good answer yet, um, or at least we don't have consensus as to an answer. There's some people who think that it is caused by a pathogen, like a virus or bacteria, and there are other folks who think that this has to do with some change in the environment. Hmm. Uh, is there anything that can be done right now for these six starfish? How quickly does this illness uh, kill the individual animal? It can kill an animal within a matter of days or even hours oh. um, after symptoms are first noticed. Um, obviously, the animal could have been sicker for longer, um, and you know we didn't notice. But um, what can be done? The folks at the Oregon Coast Aquarium have come up with uh, a novel treatment for the sea stairs that basically involves giving them the equivalent of a spa day where they basically get a mineral bath, some probiotics, they get disinfected with iodine. But it's really hard or next to impossible to try to treat an entire ocean of starfish that are sick. Yeah. So there are efforts underway to try to breed starfish in captivity and uh, with, the, with the thought of one day uh, releasing them into the wild. Starfish are, are critical to holding off global warming, aren't they? They are, they are, yeah. Um, what species in particular, the sunflower starfish, is very important for the uh, kelp forests that um, exist off the coast of California and Oregon and Washington State. This species, which is massive, about you know three feet in diameter, eat uh, sea urchins, which in turn helps keep their numbers down and help keep kelp forests healthy. And the kelp forests are important for sequestering carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. Well, interesting story. I wish we had more time to delve into it. But you uh, can read Dino's story at WashingtonPost.com. Dino Grandoni, thanks for being with us. And that's Northwest News Radio's Tom Hutler. The trial of a social media influencer begins today in Dallas. ABC's Jim Ryan says Brittany Dawn Davis is accused of failing to deliver what she promised to paying customers. Brittany Davis has 1.3 million followers on TikTok, another half million on Instagram. Fans who watched her fitness video, many buying fitness and nutrition plans customized to their needs. That was not at all what I received. The first document I received didn't even have the right name on it. It was someone else's name. Kenzie Andino says she paid $300 for a plan in 2017. In the past, Brittany Davis has pleaded ignorance. I jumped into an industry that had no instruction manual. She now faces fines between $250,000 and $1 million if she's convicted of deceptive trade practices. Jim Ryan, ABC News. 120, time for our StockCharts.com money update. And the markets today closed mixed, with the NASDAQ losing 13 points. That's just a tenth of a percent. The Dow, on the other end, gaining a tenth of a percent, or 40 points. And the S&P 500 relatively flat, but up by just a little more than two points. Oil futures are trading at about $80.57 per barrel. That's up 1% on the day for West Texas Intermediate Crude. With more money news, here's Jim Chesko. LPL Financial has recruited a group of Wells Fargo advisors who collectively oversaw nearly $1.5 billion in advisory, brokerage, and retirement plan assets. LPL says those advisors previously operated as parts of three teams at Wells Fargo, but are forming one independent practice, Carnegie private wealth at LPL Financial. The advisor group will be based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Police in Germany say they've disrupted an international cyber crime ring that's been blackmailing large companies for years. With help from the FBI and Interpol, the authorities say they've identified 11 people linked to the group whose ransomware attacks date back to at least 2010. European officials say they exploited companies in the U.S. paid more than $40 million over the last four years. That's your money now. 
News Radio 1000, FM 97.7. The information you need when you want it on your smart speaker. Just say, play Northwest News Radio. Stay connected. Stay informed. Your information station. 